Hanukkah morning. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, on the AlchemSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, Hannah Rachel Rubenstein is in our studio. I know her a very, very long time. I did not realize until uh, my family members reveal their experiences with her brand-new book just how prolific a writer she is. The book is entitled Hold On Tight, a real-life account of one family's uplifting story of crisis, faith, and growth. It's written by Hannah Rachel Rubenstein. It's an Israel Bookshop publication available on Amazon and a million other places, including the Israel Bookshop website. In Hold On Tight, Hannah Rachel Rubenstein shares with us the true account of her family's journey through a heart-wrenching crisis. With her simple, straightforward style, we are immediately drawn into her family's life, reliving their ups and downs, their challenges and pain, as well as their happy occasions and ordinary day-to-day lives. Hannah Rachel Rubenstein, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Rachel. Great to have you here. This is your first full-length book, right? Yes, it is. After a lot of articles and uh, a noteworthy career in the world of Jewish magazines, etc., this is the first full-length book from Hannah Rachel Rubenstein. It's entitled Hold On Tight. Why did you write the book? So my family went through so much when my nephew was sick and when my sister was sick that it was just a shame not to share it with the world and tell everyone all that we learned from our experiences and all that we learned from watching my sister take care of her child as he was on a respirator and a feeding tube and all the rest. And when you say your nephew and sister were sick, we're, we're talking about your nephew and his mother? No, not ta- his mother. We're talking right? about two different family crises. Yes. And, um, and when was this first discovered uh, re- regarding your nephew? When was your family... Um, you know, first turned upside down by this It was news. the year 2000, 19 years ago. He went into cardiac arrest one night. As, um, as a baby? He was two months old. Wow. And just out of the blue, he went into cardiac arrest. Uh, they weren't sure if he was going to live through the night. Um, for a few weeks, we weren't sure if he was going to live. And we weren't sure if he was going to wake up and be normal. Or We knew he was going to be brain damaged after a while. But we didn't because know. of that experience. Because he, he had no for? oxygen for right. a few minutes. Right. Um, yeah, we didn't know what was in store for him, but he lived as unconscious for eight years until he was nifter. So no communication other than your sister and her immediate family and, of course, everyone else just visiting him, being at his bedside, trying to do whatever possible well, yeah. to do for him. Yeah. That was that. That was their entire interaction with him. Yes, my sister. As uh, much as I'm familiar with the family story, I didn't realize that he was unconscious for that you know extended period of time. Yeah, he never spoke. He never. He didn't move. He, in the beginning, he was able to track a little bit with his eyes, but then he lost that ability. So there are many ways that families can react to this type of situation. Uh, based on what you've written, your family reacted with tremendous faith and. Just tremendous belief that, you know, that tomorrow could bring something better and tomorrow could bring, you know, a Yeshua, a salvation for this entire situation. Would that be a a good way of describing how they went through all this? So we often believed that he would possibly wake up. There were times when it became hard to believe that. But even then, we believed that this time had uh, its use, that his neshama was... uh, was being cleansed and that he needed to go through this and we needed to go through this. 
it was Hashem's will, even if he was never going to wake up. So he passed away, if I do the math, 2008, 2009? Um, it area. was 2008, yeah. Hanarach is here. The book is called Hold On Tight, a real-life account of one family's uplifting story of crisis, faith, and growth. So you saw your sister and her immediate family deal with this, obviously, more hands-on than anybody else, as much as it affected everyone, obviously. Right. How would you describe the way they handled it? We talk about faith. We also talk about, you know, People are listening to this conversation right now and thinking, God forbid, what would I do in that situation? And there are many who would just give up, and there are many who would you know, just throw their hands up in the air in a situation like this. How would you describe the way they handled it? It was pretty amazing to see. My sister took care of him as if he was just a normal child. Wow. It was part of her daily life. She suctioned him. She did physical therapy with him. She bathed him, and she thought he was adorable, and she kept telling me, Oh, you think he's the cutest thing in the world? Isn't he gorgeous? I was like, he's all swollen and his mouth doesn't close. And he's not what I call gorgeous, but she just thought he was the best thing in the world. Did, did he have at that point older siblings? Was he the first? He had or? two older siblings. And how did they deal with the whole situation? They knew how to suction him also, and they took care of him. Because they saw what their mother was doing. When and- my parents went to visit in Israel, my nephew said, wait, before you see Chaim Yaakov, we're going to go clean him up and suction him. <laughs> So and this know. all happened in Israel? Like, was the original he thing? He got sick in America. They came here for Pesach. And he got sick right before Pesach. And they he was here for two months. And in June that year, they took him back to Israel. Wow. And um, and are they still living in Israel at this point? Yes. And they're still there now? Um, it, 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 subsequently, it's a family now of how many children? Uh, 11. They have 11 children? Yes. And does this story, does this episode that lasted eight years still affect them today? I mean, you wrote this book now. Would they be able to sit here with us and just talk about it as if, you know, they remember it like yesterday? The older children, for sure. They took care of him so much. Uh, it affected them greatly. The younger ones never met him. They, right. Some of them were born after he was But they him. know, obviously, what, you know. They know that he was there. And based yeah. on stories, what the family went through, et yeah. cetera. Uh, all this was happening, you see, and you also mentioned another sickness in the family. Was that happening at the same time? So my sister was in the hospital when she had Crohn's disease, and she had been neglected by her doctor, so she almost died. Wow. This Even was here in the U.S.? That was here, yeah. Um, so she was in the hospital when my nephew got sick. So, so they were both there together. So that would mean here, and was she single at the time? She was single. So here, that would be your parents stepping in to you know, demonstrate what needs to be done for her and right. what, what did they show the family in terms of how to handle it? They uh, didn't really know what to do because oh. the doctor was not was not sure what to do either and he was just doing nothing for her. But eventually my mother said, that's enough, she switched doctors. She got her the care she needed and uh, it was very hard. She was in a lot of pain in the hospital. She was there for three weeks. And the faith and the uh, and the spiritual end of it that your parents went through? We we always believed that this was Hashem's doing, and it was meant for us to go through it and to deal with it as much as, as well as we could. Um, Earlier, I asked you why you wrote the book, and now I'm saying to myself that if for no other reason but for people who are in difficult situations to realize that other people in difficult situations have been able to maintain faith and have been able to move forward and get and through yet, the, get through their day, even in right. situations like this. And it didn't always come easy. Right, of course. There were some rough days. Right. There were times when we wanted my nephew to die because we felt like it was better, he would be better off dead. Right. The family would be better off if they didn't have to take care of him. And when we learned to talk about our emotions, we realized that we're not the only one who feels that way. 
and that we're not bad people because we feel that way. That people could still uh, see us as good people, even right. if we talk about it and discuss what's going on. And in our tradition, it's—I uh, should point out that you're that you're a from woman from a very from family. People should realize that who are listening to this. In our tradition, very often we shy away from making comments like that, but right. you were being as realistic as possible. Yeah. In terms of how you felt the future should go, um, so does this book help everybody? I mean, now that it's all these years later and you're recounting it, and now it's become such a you know a public uh, uh, a public story, uh, has this helped or just um, uh, the goal is that it should help people learn how to remain faithful and to share their emotions when they're going through hard times. What about the aftermath after your nephew passed away? Was that a I'm, I'm, I know it's a difficult time, but was it also a time where, where faith was able to be maintained? We were Then we were very, very full of Amuda. We knew that he was in Gan He never did any Averos. He never did anything wrong in his life. And he had helped so many people do mitzvahs because everyone took care of him and did so much for him. He had a lot of Zuchasim, and we know he went straight to Gan Eden. Plus, and, I can imagine the davening for him. And Yes, there was a lot of davening and a lot of tears. And, and internationally, yeah. people all over the world doing that. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting. People are put in, uh, in unique situations. Everyone, everyone's got their thing, <laughs> so mm. to speak. And, uh, and this, especially when children are affected, you know, it could be so devastating, so difficult to move forward. Um, I don't know if you have advice or if the story that you tell, you know, gives people the, uh, the wherewithal to, to move ahead, but I don't know, is there a secret? Is there a, a way, you know, out, I mean, I know that we're faith, a lot of people of faith still, you know, give up and, and, and have trouble dealing with these things. Is there a, a formula or a recipe that worked really well for your family? I think that Hashem showed us he was there in many ways. And I personally never worked on my Buddha. It just, Baruch Hashem, it seems to have come naturally. But if you look through life, you look at life through a lens of seeing things like, that Hashem is there. You could see his hand. Um, like you have a when, good example of that? When my sister, when my nephew got sick, my right. sister got engaged the same night. Meaning another sister. A got, different right. sister. And she had dated a lot of guys, and we we had pretty much thought he, she was never going to get married. It was a big simcha. It was a big simcha. And she realized that all the guys she dated, there were four that she thought of marrying seriously. Right. And their names were Elazar, Simcha, Eliyahu, and Yaakov. And my nephews were Elazar, Simcha, Eliyahu, and Yaakov. And on the night she got engaged to Yaakov, my nephew Yaakov stopped breathing and went <laughs> to cardiac arrest. So we were just like, okay, obviously Hashem is trying to tell us something. That there's a connection. It happen just by itself. Right. Like, it feels like there's a connection. Yeah. Unbelievable. How long was the ordeal with your sister? How long was the... Uh... She was she was sick but undiagnosed for about a year, and then once she was diagnosed, it was about three weeks till she was and things out of the hospital. And she was doing a lot better. Baruch Hashem, she's totally fine. She's married. She's yeah. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. Uh, Rachel Rubenstein. The book is called "Hold On Tight: A Real Life Account of One Family's Uplifting Story of Crisis, Faith, and Growth." And uh, like I said, I know you a very long time, and uh, especially in this era, we knew each other pretty well in this yes. era. And uh, until until the book came out, and I really, you know, organized in my head the the uh, sequence of events, I didn't realize w- exactly what the family was going through during that period of time. It was a pr- yeah. pretty severe situation. Yes, it was. <laughs> I remember coming to your house back then, and and thinking I should say something to them about what's right. going on, but 
You never know I, what the next day would bring. I huh? guess it was too much to say, so I just kept quiet. <laughs> Did you visit Israel a lot during those eight years? I or? went twice. And what was that experience like, or is it simply, you know, sitting? Well, as I described in the book, uh, it was very interesting. Um, the first time I went, I was afraid that I would become depressed again, as I had when he got sick. Right. It would bring it all back. It would bring it all back, seeing him again, but it didn't. And the next time I went, I was newly married. I wanted to show my husband his new nephew, who was right. not like other children. And I was very proud of him then. Um, I was very happy to show right. off what what he was living like. And what his family had done to... And what his family right. was doing for him. Yeah. And, and you have an amazing husband. I would imagine he was very taken by the whole he thing. He was on Hatzalah, but he said right. he would never take care of a kid like that because he was just too too dependent on machines for life. And he would, my husband would never have known what to do with him. Unbelievable. Uh, well, what can I say? It's a story of inspiration. It's a great Hanukkah gift, everybody. It's an Israel bookshop publication. It's called Hold On Tight, a real-life account of one family's uplifting story of crisis, faith, and growth. I assume people could walk in today to a Judaica store and yeah, find so it. Yeah, all Judaica stores all over the world should have it. All the Judaica stores have it. No excuse. If you want to give it to someone tonight after candlelighting, it is available to you today at all the stores. Plus, of course, you can go to Amazon online, Israel bookshop online, and check out Hold On Tight by Hannah Ruchel Rubinstein. And uh, a pleasure to speak to you about this and a great job on the book. You too. Thank you very much, Nachum. And you inspired a lot of people in our family with this. Oh, and you and I both have to give special regards to the Pfeffers, who I would bet are tuned in right now. Hi, Bobby. There you I go. I hope you enjoyed the interview. <laughs> and, and shepping a lot of Nachas, no doubt. <laughs> More coming up. It is a Thursday morning Hanukkah edition of JM in the AM.